Welcome to another episode of the Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fallon Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, and also a best-selling author. Every single day, I have the opportunity to help others unlock the potentials and guide them to succeed. Today, I have another amazing guest. This person is an expert in communication. Uh, she is a communications coach and speaker. She has a podcast called What to Say. And also, she is a, an author of the book, Seven Tactics to Completion. And she's all the way from Florida. So please welcome the owner of Virtual Strategy Makers, Dr. Julie Hafner. Thank you, Fong. What a great interjection. My goodness, you're <laughs> wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being here. It's a pleasure to, to speak with you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much. Awesome. Well, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you become a communications expert and a person who coaches people in communication? Well, I've had a lot of years. Um, I'm, you know, again, they say I'm no spring chicken, but I'm not. Uh, I've had a lot of years of uh, learning about communication from the neuroanatomy level. I am, I do have a license in communication sciences and disorders. I am and have been a practicing therapist for a number of years, specializing in adults and geriatrics. Uh, so that's my background. I later on went to get um, a PhD in leadership. So I've got, a, I've got an extensive background. Um, I do research in, uh, in the field of unlearning. So. I've done a few things. And uh, the way that I got involved in communication and learning, especially unlearning, is the fact that I believe that we all can develop ourselves and improve on everything we know, think, and say. So that's kind of my philosophy. And I'm, I've always been interested in peak performance, personal wellness, and you know, self-regulation, personal responsibility. So those kind of things are, are, are my interest and I study them, learn about them and share them with others. Nice. Uh, so tell us more about your book. Why, why should people pick up your book and why is it so important? Well, as I said before, communication is a learned skill. Most people believe that when we are born and we get to a certain age, we just open our mouths and things fall out. And unfortunately, we can be in a situation where miscommunications, errors, and problems occur. And as you see that all the, especially the families that are being forced to be together nonstop due to the pandemic, you're seeing issues of communication problems and you know, actual fighting. So communication is an, a skill that you can learn. And if you are a business owner, you want to develop the best skill you can. Uh, and so the most important part of it is, is people do not realize that it is not just the words that you say. It is not just the way you say them, but it's the messages that are being transmitted that nobody's hearing. And that is what's called body language. And remember, when people think about, about the words that I'm saying, for example, they're only looking at about 7% of the actual message. The majority of the message comes from body language. So I don't know why, you know, I thought it was important at the time when I wrote it just a couple of years ago, I decided that it was really important to tell people that even though you open your mouth, there's some 
secret communication going on underneath the main flow of language. And that is all about body language. What you do, how you move your body can either connect with someone or take away that connection and break bonds that would have probably formed anyway. So it's a real important topic. Cool, very cool. Because uh, when it comes to body language, one of the exercises I, I get some of my clients to do is sometimes we play charades. I, I think I think playing charades really allow you to uh, expand on how you're able to communicate with your hands, your body language, and just how do, how you move. Um, there was this one scenario where I was asked to be on a panel to help uh, to help young leaders go through an interview process. And that this one, uh, this one child came up and says, well, I'm very excited because it was a lot of fun. I said, there, are you really? Because I don't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> so not only is like body language important, but your facial expressions have to show what you're actually saying or else it, it's not believable. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, this is where people really get into problems. And I think it and I'm going to give an example of what I'm saying with, with two women. And because women, I think, are probably the, the, the biggest um, error producers in this. And you'll see two women, you know, in a coffee shop or, or walking down the street together. And or they'll see each other for a time and they'll greet each other and they'll say, Sally, I love your dress. Well, you know that she can't stand that dress. She knows, you know, and, and so these, these kind of communication, if you were really happy to see that person and that dress looked fabulous, you'd say, Sally, that looks like a great dress. You know, you know, I can't believe you look so stunning in that. Okay. Versus, you know, that, that dress. You know, I mean, that's, that's so funny because you see it happening every day. And this is where inauthenticity really creates some real misunderstandings. There are fights between people because they see the body language and no matter what the words are, you're not convinced. So it's almost a, an ability to, to lie. And they've, and they've really done a lot of studies about how do you predict lying behavior? And it's, I think they're absolutely fascinating. <laughs> oh. um, I, I deal with a lot of people who sometimes go, you know what, I'm only in the office. I, I sit down, do calculations. I sit down, do my work. I really don't need to talk to anybody. So there's no reason why I need to go and work on my communication skills. Or there's no reason why I need to be an effective communicator when all I'm doing is really grunt work. So what do you tell these people about, uh, about effective communications that will still help them even though if they don't need that skill set in their, in their jobs? Yeah, what I try to do is I try to compare it to um, just normal everyday life. And I'm, I'm a real big one to, to put it into perspective. So for example, you know, I'll say to them, um, well, you have a family and uh, or you have a friend, don't you? At least there's one friend out there. How would you feel if that friend, you know, stopped talking to you and you didn't know why? That tends to help people put it into perspective and know that, you know, you know or have you ever been in a misunderstanding that you felt was not your fault? Tell me about that. 
and that draws out some of the some of the information. And I think once you make them realize that com good communication is everybody's business, mm -hmm. once you can put it into a framework of where they're using it on a daily basis, it will translate over to uh, to their work environment. Uh, you can even ask people like. Are you a kind of person that sits with other people at lunch? Wonder why, <laughs> why nobody wants to sit with you. You know, there's little, little subtle things like that, you know. Now you're a doctor in, and because you studied in communications, you studied yeah. the whole, this whole industry about how to become a better communicator. Now, mm -hmm. have you always been a great communicator? And if not, what was that instance that you go, you know you what? You are mean, that song, you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> what was that instant where you go, you know what? I need to work on this. And that translated into a career for you. Um, I've always been, I would call myself a reasonably good speaker in public. I've been, you know, I've been speaking in groups and different things a long time. So that, yes. Um, I think... I think everybody needs to learn a little more. That was, that's one thing. And as I teach other people, it helps me to remember that I also need to learn as well. Uh, when it comes to things like um, unlearning, one of the things, one of the things that's really funny is Everyone that goes for a, a higher level advanced degrees, especially in, the, in, a, in a doctoral program, it's very interesting how every single person will find an area of their lives that they are feeling that there's kind of a hole there. And they do advanced study to help them. We had one girl just from my, my little class, my class, she had been a whistleblower in her nursing career and she experienced the feeling of how it felt to be a whistleblower and what happened to her, you know. And so what did she study? She studied whistleblowing in the healthcare industry. Me, I wanted to know how people could remove unproductive habits from their language, speech, communication, and, and just general things. If like, if you have a bad habit, how do you get rid of it? So I made a study of that. How could I be better able to change my behavior, my thoughts, my attitude to be more successful? So that's what I was interested in. I think I could go through five or six other people that had the same kind of similar experiences. So that's how, that's how I started all this. Oh, nice. Um, for, for somebody yourself, what have you found that was the biggest shift between doing communications and talking in front of live people to now, where we have to do so much stuff on Zoom. What was the biggest oh, change that you had to do? I think, I think it's probably twofold. Number one, I think it's understanding the technology behind it. And for those that are technologically savvy, that's great. But for those like me who were not originally tech, technically savvy, that's one problem that you have to be able to work 
Zoom, GoToMeeting, whatever the platform is, and know how to do things like breakout sessions and how to, and I was, matter of fact, talking to a colleague who is going to be giving a, a, a presentation. They went virtual, and he's He's, he's a former teacher. He knows his subject, but he's worried about how to work his, his skills and his skill set into a virtual environment. So that's number one. The second thing is, is that we limit, again, there's that body language thing coming up again. We limit the, the actual uh, message and, and connection because there's no physical proximity. We proxemics are a big issue. We are so far away from each other. Now, of course, with you and I being, I'm in Florida, you're in Canada, there's going to be a, a distance there anyway. But in, in terms of, of trying to figure out, you know, authentic, intelligible, making connection, trust issues, rapport issues, you've taken away a lot of those, those simple messages. And so that is, that's going to be a problem. So that I think it's twofold. Well, for somebody yourself who works with a lot of different people and from different uh, age groups and experiences, mm -hmm. what would you say is the number one reason why, uh, let's say CEOs or big business uh, corporations fail when it comes to communication? In terms of their leadership, I think the first and foremost thing is, are they com committed to, number one, good communication, but also articulating the corporate culture, articulating the mission, vision, and values of that organization? Now, if it's a startup, that hasn't maybe been developed. So they really need to sit down maybe with someone like me to help them develop the mission, vision, and values, and then make sure everybody's aligned. I, I worked for a company, um, this is quite a while ago, it was a healthcare sy system. And that was the one thing that I was really, uh, and I was actually, I, I, got, I got hired as corporate director of training there. And one of the things I was so adamant about is everyone had to be trained in this certain way of the mission, vision, and values. And if they were aligned with the corporate culture of the mission, vision, values, and their own personal mission, then stay, enjoy, help, help us move forward. If they were not, the goal was to suggest kindly and tactfully that this wasn't the, the job or the place for them. And we had a lot of people that realized that they were on and some that realized they were not and they were helped to be ushered out of the door because you know the 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 birds all have to fly into the same direction and so if they're not you know one guy out of line is not going to be productive in terms of long-term success so that's what I would I would answer so if somebody came up to you and says I'm I communicate perfectly. I have absolutely no problems communicating with people. People listen to what I do and to listen to what I say and all that kind of stuff. Why do I still need you? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. how would you how would you uh, soften that up? And then <laughs> and later says it's because of that that you need more communication skills. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, and I think that's the tactful, um, professional way to handle it. And I said, you know, I think one of the things I do is I sit and talk to the person. I want to assess, 
their goals uh, because maybe they've been passed over for a promotion. Maybe they've been um, you know, shifted in departments or if they are the CEO or uh, you know, one of the high executive uh, administrative personnel, you know, then assessing and finding out what is in their makeup and how do their staff, how does their staff or direct reports, how do they, how do they connect with them? And you can tell right away as you talk to the different people whether or not there's a good working relationship and a good connection there. The people don't even have to tell me. I, you can see it, you can feel it. And I've, and in, in former consulting things, I've noticed that, you know, I can just like walk into the room and you feel that, that evil tension. It's like awful. And, and so that's one thing. And then the second part of it is, is to say, yes, how about we assess how about you, you work with me and you take this assessment and you fill this out and you do these tasks and we will assess and see, you know, the best thing we can do in an assessment is prove that you are right. So I can confirm that you are a wonderful communicator and you can do this fabulously and everybody in your circle and your direct reports is noticing that as well. So let's take the time to confirm that. And that then we, if that's the case, then we can look for something else in terms of, of problems in your organization. Very, I like how you put that. We'll prove that you're right first and then we'll keep on going. <laughs> because, because you know what? The person is, the person wants you to find what they're doing right. They're looking for that. And you will, when you're done, there are gonna be a few things that that person is actually doing right. But then there's gonna be the other things that are holding them back. And those right. are the things we wanna address. You know, you're good at this, but well, maybe not so much at that. <laughs> you mentioned holding people back and certain things that stopping people from progressing. Uh, mm -hmm. Right now, a lot of people are jumping on to doing podcasts, doing videos online. But one thing that really stops them from doing that is putting themselves out there, mm -hmm. clicking on that record button. And then after clicking on that record button, clicking on the post button. Now, what, <laughs> you, what's the strategy for you to overcome that mental hump, uh, posting that very first video or uh, doing that very first podcast? How did you overcome that fear of, oh, no. I'm recording this and oh no, I'm posting this. Well, one of the things that I believe very strongly in is I've, I believe in the idea of framework and practice. And I have a couple of, um, matter of fact, new coaching clients that are, one is an English as a second language speaker. Uh, and then the other one, which will have a, a, a she's doing a podcast and, and wants to do one. And the other person is, uh, is, is English is not her second language, but the fear of public speaking, remember second only to death. So, you know, people don't, you know, don't would rather, you know, have a, have a root canal. They would rather die than get up in front of people. So <laughs> these ideas, you know, have to, have to be disseminated and the myths behind it have to be worked with and coached a little bit 
uh, I tend to I tend to use a couple of very simple techniques to to help calm people down. But for me, um, it wasn't I was afraid. I guess I was probably more afraid that my like I would look funny or my hair wouldn't look good. You know, like I wouldn't want my hair sticking up like this and then have nobody tell me about it. You know, that kind of sort of like, you know, that, that, that problems are not so good. But I think one of the things that I did to make sure that I could run the technology, and again, we're back to that, that idea, is practice. Put yourself on the video rerun it look at yourself and if you don't like it what you know ask yourself three three important questions what worked okay in other words and you're going to hope that the answer is i connected with the audience okay <laughs> what didn't work um you know i uh looked over here or i you know it's my shoulder or something that was really distracting that probably will be your answer then the third thing is, is what could I do differently? So if I, if I flubbed up the line or I messed up something, guess what? You don't have to post that one. You can post a different one. Do it again, okay? And when you feel like you've done it enough times, then you can do the go live and all that and you'll be fine. But most of it is get a framework, follow the process, what am I saying? What are my main points? How do I want to go through it? And then practice it. You'll know after you practice. And it's like anything else. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't ride a unicycle the first time or the 10th time in my case, or the 50th time in my case, you need to practice. Okay. You know, well, one thing that a lot of people are, are struggling with is they have this mentality that it has to be perfect. So, mm -hmm when they're going over their video or they're going over their podcast again and again, oh, that's not good, I have to do it all over again. Oh, that's not good, I have to do it all over. At what point do you go, you know what? Perfection is never gonna be, it's never gonna be realistic. And therefore, at what point do you go, you know what, it's good enough, let's put it out there. Yeah, and that that is your own internal system and you you know what it is. My feeling is this. If you have practiced significantly enough that you are clear, you make sense, and you connect with the audience, you get your points across, you are ready because everybody that's watching it, and I know in my own podcast, there have been times when I've mistakenly said something that I you know, I messed up a word or, you know, we all, you know, or like when you're on a podcast like this and it's a period of time, your, your mouth gets dry, you know, and your lips get just stuck together or, you know, or, or something like I had one where I was, I was in the process of taping and for whatever reason, my phone rang. Now I thought I shut it off, but apparently I didn't. So the phone rang and, you know, I just went on. I think the most important thing is the show must go on. So look at it like, let's go. You know, do you want to wait your entire life to gain, gain the perfection that you will never have? Or do you want to get on with the business of helping people? That's my philosophy. Very my, well it's the latter, you know, yeah. just like you, Fong, you want to help people. So, you know, that's, that's where, it, where it's all about. 
Now, you mentioned your, your podcast a few times. Um, tell us more about your podcast and how did that come about? Well, I, was, I wanted to do a podcast and had no idea at all about how to do one. And again, here we go with the technology and trying to figure it out. And then I was lucky enough to hear that uh, JT Fox was doing a podcast uh, and allowing people to do podcasts on his Millionaire Flix channel. And I thought this is a good scenario because it gives me a framework. Again, there's back to that framework. And then I could I could pick out whatever I wanted to say. So I thought, you know, what am I gonna what am I gonna talk about? Well, as a communication person, what better to talk about than communication? So then I thought, well, let, let me get a name, you know, let me get a name. And I played with, I don't know, probably 500 names. But eventually I thought, you know, communication is all about what to say. What to say. There you go. Ah, very nice. That was it. Simple. <laughs> now, if you have an opportunity to share one message to the entire world, what's that main message that you want to share? I would say this. There is nothing in the world that you cannot learn. There is nothing that you cannot gain and grow with. And there is nothing that you can unlearn to remove those unproductive habits. It's all about your desire and your plan to succeed. Remember, consistency and perseverance pays off. Keep going. Don't listen to others. And you too will make it. Nicely said. Very powerful. Thank you very much for that. You're very welcome for asking. That was great. Good, good oh. question. No, I've never had that one before. <laughs> if, 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 oh, stay tuned. There's going to be more. <laughs> oh, no, I'm in but trouble. <laughs> is there, uh, what's the best way for people to get uh, a hold of you to either get a copy of your book or listen to your podcast or just to see what your services are? Okay, sure. Um, that can be reached on virtualstrategymakers.com. That's for, uh, for the, the main website, I have a few other ones. I'm, I'm loading up a new one, which I'm not sure when exactly it's going to be here, but it's called myspeakerhelp.com. And that's going to be for people, English as a second language, people that want to learn to present and uh, get their message across more effectively. Uh, you can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any social media that you can think of, I may not have them all, but Dr. Julie Hafner, and that's with two E's, no I, and H-A-F-N-E-R, all one word. And I think that's pretty much it, except for if you are interested in more information about the What to Say podcast, uh, it is what to say podcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, again, if you want a personal email for virtual strategy makers, it's team at virtualstrategymakers at gmail.com and it's all spelled out just type the words in all together and you'll get it awesome thank you very much so everybody if you want to get in touch with her those are all her handles and make sure you stay tuned for uh, some of her her podcast uh, episodes they're awesome and they're a lot of fun to listen to as well now i got five more questions oh no the first thing that comes to mind. 
These are just this for fun. This is a speed round. I can see it. All right. All right. So the first question is, if you had one, uh, we don't do tapes anymore. We don't really do CDs. But anyways, if there's one song that's stuck in your car that you can never replace and you can have to listen to this song forever, what's that one song? What's that one song? Um, let me see. What's it called? Um, I'm thinking of what it is. It's um, shoot. Um, I can sing the whole song, but I can't think of the title of it. You can keep thinking about that once okay. you once you get it. You can tell me. I can sing it. I don't get the. I'm trying to get to the lyrics. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So if you had an opportunity to compete in the Olympics and win the gold medal in a sport, winter or spring, or winter or summer, which sport would that be for you to hold that gold medal? Which sport was it? Oh boy, you are really, this is cool. Oh, it's, um, I'm walking on sunshine. That's my, that's my song. Um, and uh, let's see, what would I want to be on? Okay. Um, how about how about being a marksman? Cool, very nice. Now, if uh, if you had the opportunity to do a speaking engagement with another person, and it could be any celebrity, it could be dead or alive, anybody, who would you like to be able to speak on stage with? Oh my! Oh, living or dead? Yep. Okay. Oh, this is a tough one. Um. I'd love, to, I, there's a couple, there's several people. I, I mean, there's so many, I can't even tell you, but love to do JT Fox. Of course he was on my podcast. Um, and I also would love to be on stage with um, Zig Ziglar. Nice. Now Zig Ziglar is in your, in your dining room right now. Uh -huh. and, and he's hungry. <laughs> so what is Dr. Julie Hafner's specialty? Oh, my specialty? Oh my. Um, I can pretty much make anything. I, I love to cook. I love to love to cook. Um, gosh, for the, for the down-home people, mac and cheese. Uh, for, uh, for, the, uh, for people that like a little bit of Italian, lasagna. And um, like I said, I can make pretty much of anything. Great. And my final question is, what is success like? I have three random items here. Give me a number between one to three. Um, let me see. Number one. So number one. Yep. Okay. So how is success like an oyster? How is success? Oh, that's a good one. I like it because in every life, if you pick the right oyster, you get the pearl. Very, very well said. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, that is how success is like an oyster. You heard it from Dr. Julie Hafner there. Um, is there anything else you want to share with us before we, we let you go? I just want to say this is the most fun I've ever had on a podcast. It has been a highlight of my week. I know it's Friday, but and here it's Friday. Um, but it's been, it's just been fun to connect with you. I've gotten to learn a little bit more about you and, and be with you. And it's been, it's just been a delight. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed it. I know you're just fabulous. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, your stories and your expertise. Um, everybody, if you could catch her show, that'd be great. You're going to enjoy it. And until next time, her name is Dr. Julie Hafner. My name is Fong Chua. 
And until next time, today is the day to unlock your peak potential. We'll see you later.